0: Welcome to the podcast series, Here for the Horses, presented by Racing Victoria. In each episode, we'll be discovering how Victorian racing is progressing as a leader in equine care. Your host, Marie McEwan. Welcome to the first episode of Here for the Horses for Racing Victoria. Equine welfare is paramount within our industry as the horses are the heroes of our sport. As participants, we all have an obligation to ensure the best possible care and welfare of our horses throughout their career and to ensure they are transitioned and placed into suitable homes upon retirement. Melissa Ware is the head of Equine Welfare for Racing Victoria and throughout this podcast we'll discuss a range of topics including obligations and support, who's responsible, what we are doing and what are some of the issues and gaps. We'll also discuss the progress RV has made in the equine welfare space, the new programs and initiatives that have been put in place since 2019, and the key objectives around the strategic plan for the next five years. So wherever you're listening, thank you, and we hope you enjoy the chat. It's great to have you in the studio, Mel, to discuss all things equine welfare. Firstly, can you tell us a little bit about your background?
1: Hi, Marie. Thanks for having me. Sure. So I grew up on a farm down near Warrnambool in country Victoria on a beef and sheep farm. I have had ponies and horses all my life and was lucky enough as a kid, um, pretty much, you know, as soon as I could walk, um, had the opportunity to be around horses. And um, I've had many off the track horses as well. So uh, I grew up going to pony club and adult riding and competed in showing and dressage. After I finished school um, and finished university, I moved to Adelaide uh, and I worked for Racing SA in the racing department. So I had lots of wonderful opportunities traveling to lots of different race meetings in different roles from race day judge to Clark Scales and, um, and also working in their, uh, racing department. And then I moved across to Melbourne Racing Club, worked at Caulfield, which is where I got to meet you. Uh, and I've also worked for TAB Corp and then um, was able to move across to Racing Victoria and started in the equine welfare team back in 2019.
0: That's fantastic. So you sound like the absolute best person for this job with all your experience.
1: Oh, I feel very lucky. It's um, Racing Victoria is a fantastic place to work and, and to have this role um, caring and looking after our horses is just fantastic. We might just tell us a little bit about your team as well. Yeah, so we have six full-time staff in our equine welfare team and um, they are just a really passionate bunch of um, equine welfare advocates. And so we, as we'll speak about, run a range of programs in the equine welfare team and, and yeah, they're just really passionate, horsey people who um, love racing and love looking after racehorses and, and creating post-racing careers for them as well. So Racing Victoria and their approach to acquiring welfare has really grown over the past few years. What's driven this change? There's a couple of things that have driven this change. One is that um, community expectations are definitely growing for us and and people want to see more accountability and traceability and visibility of what the sport is really doing, which is great. And also I think the industry itself really wants to step up and to show people um, the the great work that we're doing in this space. So who's responsible for equine welfare? And I guess there's two parts
0: to this question, while horses are in training and when they're looking for retirement. Yeah,
1: so... um Equine welfare is a shared responsibility. The whole industry has a role to play. But in particular, um, it, at the end of the day, it is the owners that are funding these horses. And, and um, whether you're in a syndicate or you own the horse outright or you're a managing owner, those owners um, are responsible for their horses. And we really want people to be able to work with their trainer uh, to, to think about what's going to happen with that horse once they finish racing um, there's, you know, there's there's different obligations for different people in the industry, but there are lots of opportunities too in supporting your horse um, during racing and after racing. So we might look at some of the points of what
0: Racing Victoria are doing around the strategic plan. And that covers a range of different topics from physical and behavioural welfare, injury prevention, traceability, vulnerable
1: thoroughbreds and breeding welfare. Yeah, that's right. So at the end of last year, we released our new five-year Equine Welfare Strategic Plan and we've got seven key focus areas that um, really hone in on the areas that we want to focus in on and do work on for the next five years. So physical welfare, behavioural welfare, vulnerable thoroughbreds and breeding welfare. They're four new key areas that whilst we've always done work in this space, they're four new focus areas that in the next five years we're really going to focus on. We also have traceability, injury prevention and life after racing as are three uh, key focus areas as well. And these three were in our previous strategic plan and we've done a lot of work on these focus areas. But we, we still have a lot to go and we've got a lot of um, uh, good ideas in this space and work to do. So between those seven areas, that's really the direction we're going to head in in the next five years. And you've launched the RESET program
0: to support retired racehorses. Can you just tell us a bit more about that? That's a couple of years old now.
1: That's right. So Racing Victoria's RESET program is for horses that have good prospects Um, of going into a second post-racing career but they just haven't been successful in finding their their next home so that's where Racing Victoria's Equine Welfare Fund um, comes into play and we will fund the retraining of those horses for up to 16 weeks so we've since 2020 we've had 50 horses that have graduated that program and they've gone into all different homes from riding for the disabled through to um, adult riding and equine therapy so a real vast array of careers for those horses.
0: And how do owners if they're struggling to place a horse how can they get in contact
1: with you if they've got a horse that they might need a hand with? Yeah so our off the track community platform um, people can jump on there which is ottcommunity.com.au and we have a map of our over 50 acknowledged retrainers who are located all across the state with their contact details. If you um, you are still struggling to rehome your horse after that, you can jump online um, and get in contact with our team and and we can talk you through the next steps of what's available. And something I've noticed Racing Victoria's really been, uh, I guess, growing
0: in the last couple of years is sponsoring of equestrian events as well.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. So our off-the-track program is a really important component of our equine welfare program. And the reason it's so important is that the the off-the-track program with our sponsored events and partnerships... Um, it drives demand and it positions retired thoroughbreds as a breed of choice in the equestrian community. And so we really want um, general horse riders to consider taking on a retired thoroughbred and that's why the program sponsors over 200 events annually across all different disciplines. So everything from show jumping, dressage, western, camp drafting, if there is a discipline that a retired thoroughbred's competing in, we'll look to support it.
0: And if we look towards the next five-year plan, what are some of the things that Racing Victoria
1: have got in the pipelines? Yeah, we, we have a large number of programs that we're looking to roll out. We've just had um, several pilot programs that we've launched this week. So the first one is our Clark of the Clark of Course Subsidy Program, and we we really want to see as many retired thoroughbreds out there as a Clark of the course horse on Victorian racetracks as possible. Uh, at the moment, there's about forty seven percent of retired. Um, of the Clark horses are retired thoroughbred, so we really want to lift that number, and we've brought in this um, incentive program to work with the Clark of the courses, and we've also just announced um, our companion horse program, and so that's for horses that just they're not really suited to a, a riding career, but they're much suited to. Um, you know, life in in retirement in a paddock or in equine therapy or something a little bit more low level um, and a little bit not quite as stressful for them. So um, we've just launched this this week, which is really exciting. And our team is actually doing a lot of work on... Um, thoroughbred racehorse welfare policy so minimum standards for the keeping of racehorses in Victoria and uh, this is one of our main goals in the physical and and behavioural welfare space in the Equine Welfare Strategic Plan. And you've
0: also launched a program earlier this year the Retirement Farms as well for retired racehorses how does that work?
1: Yeah this program is a program that's really close to my heart and it's received so much positive feedback which is really great so the Retirement Acknowledged Retirement Farm program is really all about linking up those racing owners um, with adjustment or spelling or uh, retirement farm providers. And Racing Victoria really does the due diligence on these farms. So owners can have confidence uh, in knowing that if it's got the tick of approval from RV... Um, they can definitely get in in contact and engage with those farms
0: it's a really great initiative and the one that you're mentioning before about the pilot program for the the horses in companion roles I think like the equine therapy is such a space that can really be driven and grown and there's so much value because like horses are so amazing as
1: equine therapy animals as well Oh, absolutely. It's absolutely incredible to see horses helping people. Um, it's amazing how much they give back and how much they have to offer and can help people. Um, it's We've got a really wonderful partnership with the Riding for the Disabled Association of Victoria as well. And oh, when you go out there and see um, those riders interacting with our retired racehorses is, is it's really incredible, and it's it's just so heartwarming. And tell me about the emergency contact, so the full circle system you've put in place. Yeah, so that's a program um, that's part of our safety net of programs, and that's um, there's more information on our off the track community platform. But essentially, that's for um, anyone who might feel that they've got had an affinity with a horse, so they might have backed a horse, they might have bred it, they might have strapped it, and um, you can put your hand up to be an emergency contact for that horse. So. If we ever find that horse is in um, a poor welfare scenario and we're looking for assistance or help, uh, we can get in contact with those full circle contacts. And to date we've got over 2,000 people that have signed up Uh, to support different horses. That's fantastic. That's really
0: important because sometimes people really do have an affinity with a horse, but throughout their career, they might lose touch or the horse has changed ownership or changed stables. So that's a good way for them to keep a track of the horse. And if the horse ever needs a hand in the future to be able to help and support that animal. Yeah, that's exactly right. It literally is just being an emergency contact for that horse. And you've also worked towards increasing the number of retired racehorses rehomed through
1: your acknowledged retrainer programs yeah that's right so we as I mentioned we have over 50 acknowledged retrainers located all across the state and they specialize in all sorts of disciplines so dressage or show jumping or eventing or even non-traditional equestrian um, pursuits and uh, together our our acknowledged retrainers retrain and rehome over 600 horses a year so they do a fantastic job of just transitioning those horses between their racing home and their new equestrian home. And I guess part of this podcast as well as increasing owners' awareness of the
0: pathways available for their horses when they retire.
1: Yeah, that's right. It's, it's really about um, promoting what options are available it always amazes me at just how athletic and versatile and trainable retired racehorses are. And whilst um, not every horse can do every discipline, there is a job out there for every horse. It's a bit like people. It's just really about finding what suits that horse. And, yeah, there isn't there is no limit to what these horses can do. And can you give us some examples of horses that
0: have been through perhaps a reset program?
1: Yeah, this year we had a really special horse named Blue Hustler. Um, who graduated our reset program and um, Blue Hustler came to us through the RSPCA and he'd fallen on some hard times and we were able to um, uh, add him into our reset program and he undertook Uh, training with Lou Aby, one of our acknowledged retrainers, who's also our acknowledged retrainer of the year, actually. And she quickly identified that he had a lot of talent uh, to be an RDA horse. It's very trainable, it's very quiet and willing. And um, she put a lot of work into him. And when she flagged with us that she thought he could be an RDA horse we quickly jumped on the phone to the RDA and sure enough they jumped in the car and and also thought the same so he has been rehomed to Western Port RDA and and he's living a a wonderful life down there um, helping their riders and their kids and yeah just he's almost giving back essentially.
0: Yeah that's fantastic so with the owners being responsible for their horses and there's obviously different types of ownership within a horse as well. There might be a micro syndicate, a syndicate, or a, um, I guess a one or two outright owners. How do those owners go about making contact with their trainers or managing that horse with his
1: retirement plan? Yeah, that's exactly right. So we, we want to empower owners to feel that they can speak to their uh, trainer about what options are going to be for their horse. So we we always say it's never too early to think of your horse's retirement plan and whether you're a syndicate owner or a micro-owner, um, yeah, just jump on the phone or reach out to your trainer or to the communications manager or racing manager and, and just have that conversation about what are the plans for this horse, what, what might he or she be suited to. We see a lot of um, syndicates in particular that are doing a really, really great work in this space. Um, thinking of My Racehorse and OTI in particular who are really um, passionate and very invested in the welfare and post-racing of their horses. So um, they've got some fantastic programs in place like the Super Fund for Horses with My Racehorse. And yeah, it's really wonderful to see this space is really growing and racing owners are really invested in their post-racing careers. Yeah, it's fantastic, isn't it, that owners are really responsible or starting
0: to feel responsible for the entire journey of that animal. And I guess that's what we're here talking about as well. Yeah, that's exactly right. 100%. And what can trainers or owners do while their horses are in training that might make it easier for that horse come retirement?
1: Yeah, we're seeing more and more of um, trainers incorporating a lot of cross-training. So really that jumping equestrian dressage flat work. Um, horses are more balanced when they're racing and and you know more athletic and what's really great is it really sets those horses up for when they do retire so a lot of the hard work has been done and um, they can walk trot and canter each way Um, and it really it puts them on the right foot into their post-racing career it's really excellent to see. I know I've seen some fantastic vision of
0: they're actually race horses, but they're in pre-training and they do their first few weeks of flat work and they look so balanced, they go in a nice frame and they just travel a bit better, don't they? Oh, it's fantastic. I mean, they could nearly go out and do a dressage test, some of those horses. That's right. Now, looking forward to the future,
1: what else has Racing Victoria got in the pipeline? Looking to the future, uh, we do have a number of programs that we're um, building and looking to release. Um, But in particular, we're doing so much work around this thoroughbred racehorse welfare policy and the implementation uh, that will come with that policy um, in the next few months. So we're still working through the detail exactly of what that's going to look like, but we're really excited about these minimum standards that are coming through.
0: That's fantastic. So there's a heap of work being done behind the scenes by everyone involved to
1: get this up and running. Absolutely. So it's been, we're calling it an industry-led policy. We've had lots of consultation with all the different stakeholders, um, various trainers, farriers, transporters, all people from across the industry. We're really excited to see it come to life. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you in the studio,
0: Melissa Ware, to chat all things equine welfare, and hopefully our listeners have really enjoyed this chat as well.
1: Fantastic. Thanks, Marie.
0: You've just been listening to an episode of Here for the Horses from Racing Victoria. Your host was Marie McEwan. Here for the Horses is produced at the studios of RSN Racing and Sport. You can download more episodes from the series at Equine Welfare dot com dot au